I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey, y'all, we're back. Man, been been a little busy with doing a VA claims for your disability, and if you've ever been involved in that, it gets intense, if you know. If anybody's got any good ideas, send them to me. I'd like to hear about it. Anyway, I got uh, asked about the COP 357 Derringer and, and what did I know about Sharps Derringers. Well, I'd like to have a COP 357. That is an interesting gun, you know. It's, it's uh, really sweet and it's got some weight to it and some size. But those little ones, those little over and under ones, I've never really been a big fan of them, but I'm not saying they're not any good. I'm just saying it's not my cup of tea, so to speak. But they are kind of neat, though. But anyway, the COP 357 is a four-shot Derringer-type pistol chambered for 357 Magnum. Uh, the double action weapon is about twice the size and about twice as wide, rather, and substantially heavier than your typical 25 automatic pistol. Uh, though it's relatively compact and powerful, cartridge make it an option for a self-defense weapon. Now, or a police backup gun. Think about it. Now, the COP 357 is quite robust in design and construction. Now, it's made of solid stainless steel and components and the uh, cartridge uh, are loaded into four separate chambers by sliding a latch that pops up the barrel and for loading purposes there. Now, similar to a top brake shotguns, so each of the four chambers has its own dedicated firing pin. Now, it uses an internal hammer, which is activated by depressing the trigger to hit a ratcheting, rotating striker that uh, in turn strikes one firing pin at a time. Now, older pepper boxes also used uh, multiple barrels, but the barrels were uh, the part that rotated. Now, the, the COP 357 operates similarly to the Sharp Derringers of the 1850s in that it uses a ratcheting slash rotating striker, which is completely internal now to fire each chamber in sequence. Now, two complaints about the COP 357 uh, uh, are that it's too heavy to be used as a backup gun and that the trigger pull is too heavy for rapid fire, even heavier than most modern revolvers. Now, my question, my defense for that is that you get in some shit here and that's all you got uh, with the adrenaline flowing to hell with how heavy the trigger pull is as long as it goes bang. That's in my book anyway. Now, a smaller caliber version of the, uh, it's called the Mini Cop, was also manufactured in 22 Magnum. That seems interesting. Now, it was designed by Robert Hilberg, and he, uh, based on his earlier work on the Hilberg insurgency weapon. And it was manufactured from 1983 to 1989 by the now defunct Cop Incorporated. That's of California. Now, COP stood for uh, Compact Off-Duty Police. Now, in 1990, it was manufactured by American Derringer for a short time. Now, the same, uh, now, the Sharps Derringers. Now, in the late 1850s, the extreme popularity of antique Derringer pistols swept the nation like wildfire. 
Now, Henry, Henry Derringer, the uh, man who made the first Philadelphia Derringer, created a small and concealable pistol for people to carry for protection. Well, it was, he, he, while he was searching for an antique Derringer pistol for sale, one will notice that the Derringers are made by a number of different brands and manufacturers. Many people wanted to uh, make their design number one and stick out amongst the rigorous competitions. But so one man that took the idea into his own hands and became a favorite in the Old West for his pocket-sized guns was Christian Sharps. Now, Sharps had been in the business for, of rifle making before he endeavored into pocket pistol designs. He uh, started his career in Harper's Ferry, Virginia, with uh, John Hall's Rifle Works. Uh, he patented his own Sharps rifle in 1848, and interestingly enough, a year later, in December 1849, he patented his first for the uh, uh, design for the first antique Derringer pistols he desired to create. So, unfortunately, it was uh, a poorly constructed and fragile design and in need of some uh, work before it could be sold commercially. So, in 1850, Sharps contracted a S. Nips. Now, that would be a Pennsylvania to manufacture his rifle and soon relocated to Pennsylvania. The Sharps rifle was popular, but he soon found himself needing to reach out to investors if he wanted to start manufacturing the gun on his own instead of contracting it out to other factories to produce. So, in 1851, the business Sharps Rifle Manufacturing Company was formed with the lead investor being John C. Palmer as president and Richard S. Lawrence, who took on the role of superintendent of manufacturing, while Sharps was uh, a master engineer. So Sharps was uh, making a small percentage off of each sale at $1 a rifle. So, so when they were uh, selling for 30 bucks a piece, he got a buck every time somebody bought a gun. So. In 1885, C. Sharps and Company was formed to produce Sharps rifles and single-shot pistols. So right around this same time, settler began, uh, going, settlers began going west as the uh, country expanded and the demand for small and concealable guns for self-defense arose. So that's when the antique Derringer craze hit America like a storm. So. Um, Sharps had been working to improve his original antique Derringer for years and at that point and hoped to, uh, that he could present the improvements and his own Derringer design. So, in 1859, Sharps finally started producing his Model 1A Sharps Derringer. Despite being referred to as a Derringer by many of, at the time of time and today, uh, a Sharps Derringer is more like a pepper box in some ways. The Sharps was different from the traditional pepper box because the, the barrel didn't physically move, but instead the firing pin that was attached to the hammer or connected to the frame rotated and then, the fired, uh, and then fired the barrels one by one. People have uh, called the Sharps Derringers by both names for years and this can make researching a, a pain in the ass at times because some of the writers insist that the pistol is one of one or the other and will not call it by any other name. So 
whichever name you use to to call it by that's fine you know nobody's going to argue with it but distinct traits of the sharp derringer included a four-barrel cluster design using metallic cartridges each barrel fired in sequential order at each pull of the trigger now one reason for uh, the gun was not produced when the original patent came about in 1849 was because of the lack of a cartridge made the gun almost impossible to use. So, the antique Derringers were uh, close-range only guns, lacking proper accuracy, of course, you know. So, a person would be lucky if they hit a target that they aimed at, at even 20 feet. So, they, they were inaccurate little guns, and the small Derringer pistols were handy defense weapons, but one could not depend on the pocket pistol to do a large amount of damage. So the basic model consisted of four different types, the 22, the 30, and the Sharps and Hankins, and the Birdhead. Now, most of the models that uh, had different variations and special models with pearl grips and engravings, that those were the overreaching designations for the type. Now, uh, the first two models were made before produ uh, produced in 1862. In that year, William Hankins joined the firm and the company changed his name to Sharps and Hankins. Sharps forever with his money struggles brought on Hankins for funding and his new capital funded the additional factory uh, to make both rifles and antique Derringer pistols. The other uh, remaining models also began manufacturing under this partnership. Sharp's antique Derringers became known as the hideout pistol by Westerners. Contrary to popular and popular modern belief, the prominence of the pocket pistol as a gambler's gun did not start with mobsters in the 1920s. The Old West arose the tradition. So the gun was very commonly used by gamblers and tavern frequenters since they could uh, slide it up into their sleeve or their pocket without the people around them being any of the wiser. So Western outlaws loved the concealability and carried the gun as an extra sidearm or backup. Now the gun was sometimes referred to as a perfect concealable pistol since it was about the same size as a pocket watch. So around 85,000 Sharps antique Derringers were produced from 1859 to 1868 in various models. So that is uh, quite an impressive number, I think. But uh, the financial struggles and the funding of Sharps constantly lacked throughout the years in the industry. The production of the Sharps firearms didn't end until his death in 1874. Now Sharps' design did not fade into history when he passed. In fact, Sharp's Derringer design is one of the most copied of the antique Derringer styles. So today versions of the uh, Sharp's Derringer still exist and are produced by Bond Arms and Remington predominantly. In pop cultures, television and series and westerns uh, have featured the gun time and time again. The Reconstruction era set, CBS show Yancey, uh, Yancey Derringer, that would run, ran from 1958 to 1959, had the protagonist gun of choice. It was a Sharps Derringer. 
in the uh, 1999 film Wild Wild West featured two Sharps Derringers in a scene as well in the 2011 Sherlock Holmes uh, a, a Game of Shadows film uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law used a Sharps Derringer as as their side a small sidearm so the gun has made quite an impression over the years in the firearms world and a lot of people you know like them well I can't argue with that, but uh, that's what I have to know about that. And uh, I hope I satisfied the fellow Bob's uh, question. So anyway, if you've got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, feel free to give me a shout at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M smoke, all lowercase, at yahoo.com. Or you can go to our Facebook page, Gunsmoke, Gunsmoke, getting a lot of friends and like to give a shout out to the Snubnose Club and the 357 Magnum Group. They're uh, really some good people and they support us by letting us post. We support them and try to get their name around a little bit more. So until the next time, y'all take care.